Extricated. I'm Kate, I'm your host, and this is the show where we take a moment to observe the everyday places we get stuck, gather all the insight that we can, and then funnel that into creating and inspiring a personal leadership development idea. Thank you so much for tuning in again today. I'm excited that you're here, and I just want to make a quick announcement. We are now streaming on all major platforms. That is so exciting to me. Oh, that's so exciting. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, Deezer, uh, Podchaser. There's so many options, and now you can now you can pick whichever one you want, whichever preferred way to listen. It's probably there. So excited! Yay for expansion. This is great. Okay, I'm gonna try to try to say something, and I'm gonna try to do it in an inclusive way, not at all in a mocking way. I just, I'm really, really excited to see that we have French listeners. So, bonjour, bienvenue dans ma podcast, and I'm so glad that you're here. Hopefully, that wasn't cringeworthy. (laughs) Just want to say hello. So excited that you're here. We are a global podcast, and this is amazing. Today, I want to take a moment to talk about servant leadership. Why are we lacking good leadership? I think another reason that we are lacking it is because we don't have servant leaders. If we do, they are few and far between. And you might be asking yourself, servant leader, what's that? Well, it's a really kind of different way of looking at leadership where the leader starts doesn't start with themselves. The leader starts with their followers, with their team. And there are characteristics of servant leadership that can help guide and hone in on your skills as a leader who is trying to be a servant leader. So Robert Greenleaf is the one who created this model of leadership. And I believe his inspiration was the novel, uh, The Journey to the East. This is kind of what started his thought process and then he formed this idea of servant leadership. Within servant leadership, there are different ways to to like look at it and there are different ways that it gets expressed. There is a solid list of 10 characteristics. I think if we try to adopt some of these characteristics, we'd probably be in a much better place regarding our own personal leadership. And I think this could create a ripple effect, which is something that Robert Greenleaf aims to do. And we'll get to that in a second. But first, let's go through all 10 characteristics. Number one is my favorite And I love that it's first. It's listening. Mm, Remember the lost art of listening? Oh, oh, I remember remember the days that we used to listen to each other. (laughs) I have no idea what kind of voice that was, but um, that's just take it. Anyway, um, so listening, really, really important. The second one is empathy. So being able to stand in another's point of view, accepting it, recognizing it, feeling it. And really being there, being able to meet your follower or your team where they are, crucial. Number three, healing. A servant leader aims to bring wholeness. And what I really love here too is that Greenleaf also talks about this duality of healing. So as the servant leader attempts to support and make whole, the servant leader also learns how to heal themselves. So this it's this dual kind of benefit, and I really love that idea. 
it's on the list for a reason, right? Number four is awareness. And instead of kind of explaining awareness, I just want to, I want to bring up a quote from Robert Greenleaf about awareness. He notes, awareness is not a giver of solace. It is just the opposite. It is a disturber and an awakening. Able leaders are usually sharply awake and reasonably disturbed. They are not seekers after solace. They have their own inner serenity. Mm. Mm, That's so good. Love that. Love that. And that's so true because I think the more that we become aware of ourselves, our surroundings, the team that we're on, the group that we're in, the community that we're serving, we start to really kind of see that disruption and we see that, oh, there actually, you know, there are areas of, of improvement and I need to know more about this thing and I thought I knew more and it, it does really create this sense of being awake and also being disturbed because you're, you know what, what is lacking. Love that idea. Love that this is on the list. Number five, persuasion. I think the best way to kind of explain this is the fact of servant leaders do not throw their authority around, they don't throw their power around, and they don't point fingers, direct, delegate in a way that is really kind of crude and harsh. What they do is they become just more persuasive rather than coercive, and they provide clear and direct and persistent communication rather than, you know, throwing around that authority as a leader. And like we talked about last episode, I think a great starting point here is removing but language. I think that's really, really helpful. So being persuasive, that is, you know, that is something that is really ideal because what's that, what's that saying? You catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. I think that's right. Anyway, (laughs) you know what I mean? Persuasion. It's really, really helpful. Number six, conceptualization. This is where you are able as the leader, as a servant leader, you can create this clear, big picture and you communicate this clear, big picture and you allow this thing, this concept that you've created, this is what guides you and your team. I think we can also kind of consider this as being more of a visionary as well too. Number seven is foresight. So in a situation as a servant leader, you are aware, right? That's number four. So you're aware, you know what's going on here, you know what the current situation is, and you know the things that are going to factor in, and you're kind of able to see what's going to happen in the future. And so you, you know how exactly will this pan out. Maybe not exactly, but you have this really good idea of what's coming in the future. Something that I also love in within this characteristic, Robert Greenleaf also talks about how there's a need for accountability. So if you're a servant leader and something goes really wrong, you're the one who's going to be held accountable for, for that moment. As a servant leader, you're going to be the one who takes that on for yourself and you are the one who's going to be held accountable. Okay, now we have number eight and that's going to be stewardship. Uh, this idea here is how are you respecting your title of leader? Are you being responsible with your title? Like, how are, you, how are you treating that? An even better question within stewardship is, are you driving you and your team to contribute to the greater good of society? 
That's the whole package of stewardship. Greenleaf also mentions if inequalities and injustices exist, it is the servant leader's responsibility to try and remove them. That's powerful. The servant leader sees the inequality, sees the injustice, and then does something about it, initiates the movement forward to make sure that 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 injustice or that inequality stops. Mm. Doesn't that sound so good right now? Like right now, that sounds so good to have in a leader. Love that. Number nine, commitment to the growth of people. This idea is like, you have a team, you know who they are, you know what they bring to the table, but you're able to look past that and you see that they are valuable, you accept them, and you acknowledge their uniqueness and their differences and their similarities. You acknowledge all of that regardless of whatever it is that they are contributing to the team. You see that, you know them, and you meet them where they are, and you step in to help them grow, help them revitalize themselves, you're bringing them healing, you're you're there to really kind of shape them and encourage growth, and you give them opportunities to do that. You really have to see them for who they are and then just do all that you can to allow them to grow how they want to and just shape them and take them on that journey. I feel like I've had some professors so far really meet me where I am and then try to push me towards something different and something better and push me to a place where I have a little bit more clarity on things or push me to a place where I'm working on my weaknesses and I'm refining my strengths. I appreciate that. I really do. And and it never comes across as a way where it's like, Kate, you suck. You need to be better. It's always that persuasive like intention and lead in there that helps me really accept that moment. And that's key. And finally, number 10. Number 10 is building community. So in a community, you find people who have come together because they have a shared interest shared idea, a shared belief, goals, anything. And that group starts to then have this sense of unity because they have this shared connection there. So as a servant leader, you want to build those moments to have shared interests, ideas, beliefs, and goals. And you also want to make sure that this community that you're aiming to create, that you are creating a safe space, you're creating a space where people can connect, and you're creating a space where you're welcoming individuality. Because I think you find richer community when you have all of those things together. And Greenleaf really kind of hits home on this idea of just accepting people and creating a safe space for them. Because when you do that, they're more inclined to want to grow. They're more inclined to commit to the team or your community, whatever it is. And something that I really love too is that Greenleaf says that if you can become a servant leader and if you start to do these things, you create a ripple effect because when you commit to the growth of your team and to your people, you then are allowing them to grow. And what happens is that they start to want to take on leadership themselves. 
So then what do they do? They then become a servant leader to their communities. And it just creates this ripple effect of serving humanity. And that idea, love that idea too. I keep saying that, but I just think there's something so rich and necessary about servant leadership. And I think it's because we've been missing it for so long that when it comes up, it's like, it's like you've struck gold. You found this hidden gem and you want to hold on to it. But the servant leader would say, oh my gosh, I found this gem. Let me share it with you. You take it first and then spread it to other people, give it to other people. So servant leadership, I think, is something that is extremely important right now. And it's extremely lacking. There's There are plenty of leaders right now that I can think of who don't embody any of these characteristics. And I wish they did, but they don't. The whole point here is just to stir up that desire and to encourage becoming more of a servant leader. I know for me, I don't uphold these characteristics in my daily life. Oh my gosh, I don't do all 10 qualities. So I look at this list and I go, okay, I have something that is a little more clear cut that I can then try to work on. And hopefully I can start to step into more of that servant leadership role because I think there's something so beneficial about knowing a servant leader and benefiting from them and then stepping into that yourself so you can then benefit others. I also want to leave you with this quote from Robert Greenleaf. This is from his book. He says, servant leadership begins with the natural feeling that one wants to serve, to serve first. Then conscious choice brings one to aspire to lead. The difference manifests itself in the care taken by the servant. First, to make sure that other people's highest priority needs are being served. The best test is, do those served as persons, do they, while being served, become healthier, wiser, freer, more autonomous, more likely themselves to become servants? And, what is the effect on the least privileged in society? Will they benefit, or at least will they not further be deprived? Mm, so good gonna leave on that note want to encourage you to become your own servant leader thank you so much for tuning in again love that you're here i wish you the best most safe start of your holiday season make smart choices be wise be considerate take care of yourself and i will catch you in the next one